0: Thank you. Listening to the Seven Rivers Student Ministry Podcast, a ministry of Seven Rivers Church in Citrus County, Florida. Here at SRSM, we believe that all students are lovable through a relationship with Jesus. Visit our website at sevenrivers.org backslash students. So we'll be in Deuteronomy five. Okay, so listen, we're starting a series, just going through some basic things like worship, prayer, reading the Bible. What does that look like to grow closer to the Lord? How to have conversations with Him? And one of those things is 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 worship. So what is? um, I have a question. Think about this. Think with me. What is something in your life that you can't go a day without? Like you're like, if I did not have this in my life, I would die. Quite intentional. Oxygen, that's true, that's true, that's true. But no, like, yeah, food, I mean, you could go 40 days, I think, 40 plus days. Water, you could go three days. I mean, but like, like, what is something in your life that if you were grounded from, okay? Like, let's say your parents were like, you're grounded from this. It would make you so mad. Like, you'd be like, what? This is unfair. Maybe it's, someone said Xbox? Xbox. PS5. Maybe it's texting. Maybe it's just, who has cell phones? Who has cell phones? Yeah, oh Yo, do your parents take your cell phone when you get in trouble? No. Yeah, know. that's 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 that should be illegal, okay? We need to make that illegal. Yeah, we, we that that's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Um, maybe who likes desserts? Like my parents used to grab me from dessert. Oh bro, that was painful. That hurt. Like my siblings they'd be eating like ice cream right in front of me and I'd just be sitting there and watch with them. Yeah, my broccoli. You eat my broccoli. Um, maybe uh, if you're like me, I also used to get grounded from hanging out with my friends. <sighs> Horrible. Kill me. Kill me. Hanging out with my friends. Tough. Um, okay, so listen. Yes. Yeah, I never get grounded from school. I wish I would get grounded from school. No, I can hang out with them there, but that's not fun. I got like 20 minutes of recess. That's all I get. 30. yeah. That. that yeah. Whoa. What's your name? I like this person. She called me a loser. Big fan. I'm a big fan of her. Um, I'm a very big fan. Uh, I also used to get grabbed from sports. That was awesome. That's really stunk. I don't know what it is for you, but whatever it is, it's definitely something. If it makes you mad when it's taken from you, or if it's like, I can't go a day without, yes, humble guys, or whatever, it might be something that you worship. Okay, like what? 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 That doesn't make sense. So bear with me for a second. Sometimes we think worship is just what we do when we go to church and sing songs to God. But this is a piece of worship. It's definitely part of it, but it's not the full picture. Human beings, every single one of us in this room, whether we go to church or not, whether we're Christians or not, we are all worshipers. It's not just a religious thing. It is an everyday, every moment, every second event in your human life. Everybody knows that human beings are designed to worship, give themselves over to something. That's why there's these things called advertisements and commercials, right? Because you're watching like, yeah, Phineas and Ferb, and then there's an advertisement for a cool new toy because they know you want – they are grabbing your attention and trying to draw you in because we're designed that way to worship. We worship, or we're worshiping, all of you guys are actually worshiping right now with your thoughts and with your actions. So what do you think the most about in your life? What do you talk about the most in your life? What do you do the most with your life? Whatever it is, likely that is what you worship. And and it's likely what has captured your heart. What do you love? That is what you worship. For example, I'll give you my love. Me and Emily, we were doing our budget recently, and kid you not, I mean, if I said the number, I would be so embarrassed. Like, this is, I'm not gonna say it. I mean, it's a big number. Like, really big number. Yeah, big number. Like, it's, it's like a lot of money. It's a ton of money, and I spend it every month on this thing, every single month, okay? So like, I'm telling you right now, I'm so embarrassed this the biggest budget expense in my budget and by like a landslide. And then I like Googled online. And I was like, what's the average a person spends on this a month? And I'm like, a landslide higher than the average American. No, it's not electricity. Food, exactly. What do you? So I do this. I calculate all our grocery bills, all our eating out bills. I'm like, oh my gosh, me and Emily are grossly in love with food. We love to eat food, like I love good food. I love delicious, I do not want to eat crap. I want to eat delicious food. Some of you guys, you could eat a cardboard box and be totally fine for the rest of the day. For me, that's not my thing, I'm not about that. My day, literally, I'm the guy that wakes up in the morning uh, to my son, this is how I've trained my children. My, My son will wake me up in the morning, he'll be hitting me in the face with a fruit stick. You know what I mean, like fruit strip, whatever, or a granola bar. And then I get up, I give him one, and then I eat one. And then as I'm eating breakfast, all I'm thinking about is, man, what am I having for lunch later? You know what I mean? And then when I go eat for lunch, and I'm thinking, oh, what am I going to eat for dinner later? I'm not even enjoying the meal. I'm just thinking and lusting for what's the next meal. And it's, this is me. That, that's how I operate. And that's, my money obviously uh, revealed that. But listen, me and Emily, we love to eat good food. We realize that we worship food. But even deeper... What's, what's underneath? Think a little bit critically with me. What do you think is underneath that love for food? What's under the surface? What's the desire that we're seeking when we're eating that food? What we're desiring is security, and we're desiring comfort, and we're trying to um, fix our hunger. Yeah? And when we eat food, we are coping with our feelings, with our day, with the stress. So, like, just the other day, I went to counseling. I've been to counseling, many times I went to counseling. I like boo-hooed in counseling. I was like weeping. Got out of counseling, you know what I did? I ate ice cream, oh my gosh. Dude, put down some ice cream. I mean, but listen, like I wanted to be comforted. So where did I turn? I turned to food, to ice cream. This is just like a silly kind of like, doesn't seem like a big deal, but it is a big deal. it's what I long for the most. It's what I think about the most. It's, um, it has entered the sphere of what the Bible would call, have you guys heard this term, idolatry? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you've heard it, okay? So this is where we get to Deuteronomy 5, 7 through 9. So God's people, Israel, they have just gotten delivered out of Egypt, 430 years in slavery. That's a very long time. Uh, that's generations and generations of people being born as a slave and dying as a slave. And then God finally saved them. And now they saw like all this amazing stuff happen, like the Red Sea Park, Pharaoh's army get destroyed. Now they're at Mount Sinai and God's talking to the people of Israel and he's, he's giving them these commandments so that Israel and God can dwell together, okay? So that they can be together, so that they can, uh, God could walk and live with them. So Deuteronomy 5, 7 through 9, you guys have heard this probably before, it's so the 10 commandments. But I'm going to read to you guys just the first two, okay? You guys ready? Are you guys in Deuteronomy 5, 7 through 9? Okay, I'm not there, so i Okay. Dude, I got lost. All right, here we go. I'm here. Okay, so God's like telling Israel this. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is on the earth beneath or that is in the water underneath, under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God this is the iniquity of the fathers and the children to the third, fourth generation for those who hate me. Okay, first two commandments that God tells Israel. Like, listen, I want you guys, we're going to start off. Here's the first one. Don't worship any other gods. Mikey, do not worship food, okay? Don't make gods. Cell phones, right? This is a this is an idol. We made this. Okay. We worship our cell phones. Okay, Xboxes. Like, don't make things that take our time and energy and that we can't live without if those are taken from us. We should only worship God and we should not make other gods to worship and give our obedience and allegiance to, not give our hearts to them. So when we worship an idol, do you know what's happening? We're giving allegiance to it. When you give your heart to something, you're you're making a bond, a commitment to it. Worship is about what captures your heart, okay? What captures your desires and longings. For example, you guys ever thought about this? Any of you guys do this before school? You stand up and you say the Pledge of Allegiance. Okay, think about this real quick. Pledge of Allegiance to the United States of America. What do you do when you make, before you make the Pledge of Allegiance? Where do you put your hand? Over your heart. Allegiance. It's a symbol of my heart is in allegiance with the United States of America. For some people, America is an idol. Okay, When we play Xbox or when we eat food, we are, and that's the thing that we think about all day. Those are bad things, but if that's the thing that consumes you, then you are pledging allegiance to it. You have a heart that is captured by those things, and you are giving yourself over to those things. But listen, God is a jealous God. Look at verse 9. Can you guys look there real quick? It says, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. Now, some of you guys are like jealous, like he like wants my stuff. Like, no, it's not jealousy like that, okay? It's the jealousy in the sense that he wants you. you guys understand this? When God sees your heart aligned in, in, in obedience and allegiance with something other than himself, he's jealous for you. He does not want you to worship other things. He wants all of you, not just a little piece of you. He doesn't just want you on Sunday mornings. He wants you from Monday to Sunday, 24 7. He desires you, He pursues you, He longs for you. Okay? Look at in the next chapter, Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. Okay? Go there. All right. Let me read this to you. Hear, O Israel. He said, insert your name there. Hear, O Brok. Okay, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. You guys see where I'm going with this? And with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise, like every single second of the day, your heart should be aligned with me. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as front lips between your eyes to remind you. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. You need to understand this. If you understand one thing tonight about worship, is it starts with God. God wants your whole heart. He wants your love. He wants all of you. Some of you guys would be like, man, I really wish a boy wanted all of me, loved me, cared about, or a girl. But God does. He wants all of you. He desires you and longs for you. Some of you might be sitting there saying, man, I really wish my older brother wanted to spend time with me and pursue me. God wants to spend time with you and he pursues you. Some of you might be saying, I really wish my parents pursued me and wanted to get to know me and cared about me and saw me. You're God of the universe, of the cosmos. He sees you, longs for you, and he pursues you and wants to be with you. And some of you might be sitting here going, how could God possibly want me? Doesn't he know everything about me? Doesn't he know what I've done? the things I've done in secret, the things that I've made a promise. I will never tell anybody this. The sins I've committed. And doesn't he know that people have done really horrible things to me? does he know that I've been yelled at? Doesn't he know that I always mess things up? I ruin things? Doesn't he know that I hurt people? Yeah, he does know that. He knows everything about you. And do you know something? God still wants you. Worship is about your heart, but it's also about sacrifice. In Genesis 22, there's this, you don't have to turn there. Actually, you could if you wanted. Yeah, turn there. Genesis 22, it's at the beginning. As you're turning there, I'm just going to tell you the story. There's this guy named Abraham. So this is the father of the nation of Israel, God's people. And God tells Abraham that I promise you that one day you will have a son. His name will be Isaac, and he will become a great nation, Israel, okay, and they will bless the world, all right? It's a really good promise. I would love a promise like that. That's awesome. He does promise me that. And so God makes that promise with Abraham, but then Abraham has his son Isaac. You know what God says to Abraham when he has his beloved only son? He says, Abraham, guess what? I want you to take Isaac. I want you to climb up a mountain. I want you to build an altar. And does anyone know? Kill and kill him. Yeah. I want you to kill your son. What? That's crazy. The Bible's insane. So Abraham carries Isaac up this mountain, puts him on the altar, ties him down, takes a knife, and he's about to kill his son. No, sad, very sad. But then look at verse 11. Please, look there. Genesis 22, verse 11. What does it say? God says, Abraham, Abraham. Here I am, replies Abraham. He said, do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, seeing that you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Abraham's heart belonged to God. And so he worshiped God by obeying God and being willing, How crazy, he obeyed, he was so willing to obey God that he was willing to sacrifice his own son because that's what God commanded. Because God was the most important thing in his life and his son was second. We worship God, you worship God not just when you sing songs, but when you obey him. When you sacrifice your work, your schoolwork, when you sacrifice your gifts and talents in sports or in art, when you sacrifice your most treasured possessions to be with him and for those things to be used by him for his glory instead of your own. This looks like when you're in the baseball dugout, praying for every single one of your teammates as they go up to bat. That's you using what God is giving you to love and bless your teammates. This looks like that when your buddy blows it in in the game. You put your arm around him and say, it's okay. I love you still. This looks like uh, when you uh, do your homework, you actually do your homework and you don't cheat. That is worshiping God. When you obey and do it, the right way even if it means you get an F because you are awful at math <laughs> listen sacrifice sacrifice to God obey him for his glory but you and I we've cheated right you and I we've gotten really mad I've cheated you, know you. you and I we've gotten really mad at our teammates when they blow it or miss it You and I, we've done things that we regret and are sad. We fail at this all the time. Often I use what I love the most to serve myself. You know what? If I really love food and I spend so much money on food, you know what I should do with it? Eat it. No. Give it away. You know what it would be? Yeah. Actually, what if I invited people over to my house? And say, why don't you guys come over and eat this delicious meal that i made? It's so good. Why don't you, why do, instead of going after counseling and crying and pounding ice cream, why didn't I call Maddie and say, hey, let's go get some ice cream, you know? And we get to hang out together. Why don't I share what I love with my friends and neighbors and bless them and offer that up? Give it to the homeless. Yeah, give it to the homeless. I mean, what would that look like? Listen, I sin and work against God all, this, all the time instead of worshiping God with all my heart and, I, and, and instead of obeying his commands. And so do you. All right, this is, this is a huge problem we have. But did you know that if you are in Jesus, if you're a Christian, this, this doesn't separate you from God, actually. Your sin doesn't keep you far from him. Even though you might feel far, he's right there with you still. Your actions do not dictate whether God loves you or not. Go to Deuteronomy 7, 6 through 8. Listen, this is, listen and pay attention. What actions does Israel do in this? To earn God's. You'll notice that there's none. This is what God says to you. For you are a people holy to God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for his treasured possession of all the people who are on the face of the earth. It was not because you were the most in number in any other people that the Lord set his love on you and chose you. For you are the fewest of all peoples but because the Lord loves you and is keeping the oath that he swore to your fathers that the Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of slavery from the land of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. What does this text say about Israel and earning God's love? Nothing. It is all about how God in and of himself chooses you, sets you apart, redeems you, and loves you because of himself. God knows everything about you. He knows that we struggle to give him our whole heart to worship him. So do you know what he does to convince us and prove us that he still loves us even though we struggle at this? He obeys perfectly and he sacrifices so that our hearts can be all his. What do you, what am I talking about? About God obeying perfectly and sacrificing himself. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Think, who obeys and who sacrifices? Jesus. Boom, Philippians 2, 8. Go there. What? Philippians 2.8 is in the New Testament. Oh, yeah. This is this is worship. And let me show it to you. This is why we can worship. And this is why I worship. It's because being found in human form. Talking about Jesus 2, eight. Jesus humbled himself by becoming obedient to the will of God, to the point of death, even death on a cross. Do you guys see that? Jesus... God came to Jesus and said, I want you to die on a cross for your little brothers and sisters. And Jesus said, done, I'll do it. That's worship. That's obedience. You know, if, Jesus, if God came and said for me to do that, I would say, no way, man. I'm playing Xbox. I'm eating ice cream. But Jesus said, yes, I'm in. I follow you. I'm going to die for my little brothers and sisters in this room. Now go to Romans 5.8. So that's Jesus' obedience. We're almost done. But God shows his love for us in this. That while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That while you were in your sin, knowing God knows all about your sin. And Jesus says, I'm going to die for you, my little brothers and sisters. Sacrifice for you. So listen, I shared this with you. Because in Jesus, when we are going throughout our day-to-day life, we can worship him. For those in Jesus worship him by giving him our sin. We worship God when we go to Jesus and say, here's my sin. This is what I've done. We worship Jesus when we draw near to God in Jesus. And as we are with him, you know what he does? He washes us and he cleanses us. And in John 3, it says that we're born again. We're a new creation and we're born um, with a new desire as children of God to, want to, oh, now, to now want to obey the heavenly father. So that's why you feel guilty when you sin, because you desire to obey God. We're transformed from not being able to go a day without Xbox to now not being able to go a day without God. Think about that. Can you go a day without God? No. Truly, I cannot go through this life anymore without a relationship with God because how much he has loved me and I desire to worship him. Do you? Do you love him? Do you desire to worship him? Worship him in every moment, every day, every second. You can talk with him and say, God, this is what's going on in my life. Can you help me? God, how can I love my friends at youth group right now? We're about to go slip and inside. How can I love my buddies, my friends? How can I worship you in this? How can I be present? How can I offer myself up in this moment? Maybe it's giving... A buddy, the slice of pizza that you bought—I don't know. I don't, God puts it on your heart, but let Him, let Him put it on your heart, and worship Him, and obey Him, and sacrifice Him because of what Jesus has done for you. All right, let me pray.